You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's NFL playoff action, and you can sign up at MyBookie. With our promo code Gators to get your first ever deposit match dollar for dollar. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Man, never a dull moment. It hits different a little bit right now. We've got some good news coming in off the first official visit weekend of 2022 and the Gators have knocked it out of the park with some transfer commits, a high school commit, some reports of new hires being made, and plenty, plenty to get into here uh, on this episode of Gators Breakdown. So we'll go take a look back at all the commits the Gators had over the last couple of days, the visits that happened over the last couple of days as well. As I said, uh, the Gators finishing out their staff, according to reports from Pete Thamel. So we'll get into the reports there, but man, fast and furious recruiting news, of course, over the weekend uh, with Billy Napier hosting and look, most of the new staff, the staff mostly put together for the first time, you know, when they were, when the host visits for the one weekend they had in December, staff was a skeleton staff, barely put together most of the staff on campus hosting recruits this past weekend, and plenty, plenty came out of it. Plenty of good news came out of it for the Gators. Big time, big time commit for the Gators in the transfer portal. But look, I'm going to you know, start bringing something over from Twitter. Everybody loves the, the we got to commit, um, you know, Twitter post <laughs> that I put out there. So we got to bring it here to uh, uh, the Gators breakdown. So Gator Nation Absolutely. We got to commit. Big time. Osiris Torrance. To me. Counting right. I mean, granted, you look at high school recruiting different than you do transfer portal recruiting, but this was the top target for me, like right at the moment. 
this is where I wanted Florida to start and getting Osiris Torrance, a 6'5", 335 pound lineman from Louisiana. Billy Napier's old school puts his name in the transfer portal not long after Billy Napier leaves. And, you know, we thought, okay, perfect shoe in. Go follow your coach to Gainesville, some other programs, mainly Auburn, mainly LSU, tried to get into the sweepstakes of Torrance, but Osiris Torrance. Today, on Monday, as we record this, he visited Florida over the weekend, got in late Saturday, visited Sunday, and ultimately committed to the Gators. 38 starts at Louisiana, started 14 games in 2021, and was named first-team All-Sun Belt Conference um, player. A lot to go through, and I mean, a lot to... A lot of accolades there uh, for Torrance, but first team, all Sun Belt. And then I was a sophomore in 2020, started all 11 games for the Raging Cajuns, second team all Sun Belt that year, and a member of an offensive line that finished the year ranked fifth nationally and first in the Sun Belt in tackles for loss allowed, only 3.64 a game, seventh nationally and first in the league in sacks allowed, 0.82. Line also opened up Louisiana's rushing attack, which ranked 21st in the nation in 2020 with 213 yards per contest. That unit was named a Joe Moore Award semifinalist for their outstanding play. Go back to his true freshman year. Started 13 of 14 games as a true freshman. Both offensive line coaches, look, Rob Sell on campus. Got hired last week on campus recruiting for Florida. Paid huge dividends. Darnell Stapleton was big here as well in getting Torrance to choose Florida over LSU. A lot of ways to you know look at this as far as he put his name in the portal in big programs. Even more programs were still trying to get involved, but he wanted to make a decision fast. He wanted to be on campus in springtime to be able to take part in spring practice. So while he made an easy visit for him to LSU, Auburn. Really, really tried to get in this thing. And, of course, Florida, those were the main three in the battle here, but Florida and LSU were his finalists. Once it was announced that Florida and LSU were his two finalists, you started asking around, you started looking around. LSU didn't feel good about their chances. They thought Florida was going to be the pick. And I'm, I love it. Plug and play immediate contributor on the offensive line. He's very strong in the run game, Miss Torrance. I, go look at tape. I watched him a little bit versus Texas in the first game of the year. Went back and looked at highlights of Texas this past year, Iowa State the year before. And was, you know, what was he doing versus better competition than you can find in the Sun Belt? Well, we already know what he could do in the Sun Belt, Sun Belt Conference Player of the Year. But when you elevate the level of opponent, what did he do? Still showed the same things. A mauler, a road grader, plays with a mean streak. And that's not to say he isn't strong in pass protection. According to Pro Football Focus, he has yet to give up a sack in his career. That spans 37 games and 1,100 snaps. Unreal. Unreal. Three years playing, has yet to give up a sack. So I think when you look at him here, does Napier, Sell, Stapleton, do they opt to keep him at guard? I think so. I think that's ultimately where he still plays. He played tackle a little. And if he 
if he stays at the guard spot where he's played the most, would that give Florida a look of garage left tackle, Ethan White left guard, Kingsley Aguacon at center, Torrance at right guard? Does that mean Braun goes to right tackle? Or do you have a lineup where you switch Torrance and Braun from tackle to guard? We'll see. I think where it starts, for me at least, you're just kind of going by where we've seen this Florida offensive line and where those guys have mostly played. I think Torrance still right guard. Hopefully, Braun can handle right tackle. Braun was a pretty good right guard in his own, you know, in his own right last year when he got to play there before he got shuffled down to the left side. So I'm interested to see how this does play out. But as I mentioned before, uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago when he put his name in the portal. Florida's getting a good one here in Torrance. He was listed as one of 2021's top 100 players in the country, according to ESPN. Great get for Florida. Go players right away. Best offensive lineman already, right now. Probably would have been no matter what the system is, but now transferring over to from Louisiana, playing in the same system that he's played in and had a lot of success in, look, that was one reason it made sense to pick Florida. This is his money year. This is his go get paid in the NFL year. You want to go learn a new system at Auburn or LSU? No. You go, you play for Billy Napier. You're not learning a new system. You plug, you play, you know, you can help your teammates around by knowing this system as well. It benefited him to keep with that continuity of the same offense. So I think that's where it's going to see you pay some dividends for Florida too. Big time, big time get. You cannot overstate this one. Is a position of need. Offensive line for Florida needs a lot of help. And you get one of the best in the country to do it with. All right, let's move to the next transfer portal. Member, Gators were busy in the transfer portal. And Florida snags commitment from former Georgia Bulldog Jalen Kimber. Kimber likely had a starting role heading into this past season for Georgia, but was dealing with shoulder injury. Then he opted to have surgery, so he missed the rest of the year. But he was originally a four-star recruit, 105th player in the country as a recruit a couple years ago. We talked about the staff. We couldn't overstate how big getting Corey Raymond was from LSU. Corey Raymond was big, big here. As Kimber mentioned, that that is mostly why he decided to come to Florida, was to play for Corey Raymond. That's already paying dividends. And look, there's definitely, for, for Kimber, definitely, you know, stay healthy. Definitely a chance to start opposite Jason Marshall in a battle with Avery Helm and Jaden Hill when he comes back from injury as well. So Hill, Kimber, both will be coming off of injuries. Avery Helm played a good bit last year. Kyrie Elam is gone. Jason Marshall is for sure <laughs> one of the starting cornerbacks. So what happens opposite of him? You got a good battle here with Kimber, Helm, and Hill. Now let's go back a little bit. 24-7, they offered this scouting report coming out of high school for Kimber. Slender lower body that broadens up top to present a player with physical upside and durability at the defensive back position. Possesses, possesses above average length at quarterback, cornerback. One of the elite combine athletes in the nation. Bouncy athletically. Competent finding the football with the ability to look and lean in phase. 
has the body type to be a physical force in press coverage and run support. Doesn't always show physicality on film yet. Sufficient ball skills, good awareness in man coverage. Has the feet and physical traits to be one of the top top cover corners in the nation. Playmaking ability doesn't match athleticism on film. Doesn't trust his speed enough in coverage and can get handsy downfield. An uptrending prospect that is likely a power five impact starter mid-round NFL draft pick. However, he has physical traits that give him first-round NFL upside. You can say that was from a couple years ago. As I mentioned, coming out of spring last year, coming out of spring for Georgia, he was a projected starter for that Georgia Bulldog defense. Kimber has four years of eligibility left. So good get there for some depth in the defensive backfield for the Gators. Wasn't all transfer portals for Florida. Get one from the high school ranks as well with the commitment of safety Miguel Mitchell. He was a player that this uh, this staff targeted not long after being hired uh, to come to Florida. He was a decommit from Vanderbilt. He visited Gainesville this past weekend. The staff recruited him at Louisiana. They're very familiar with him. They like his versatility. Uh, and with this staff, you know, they identified him early on at Louisiana. So you, they brought that over. They brought that over to Florida. Let you know how much this staff likes him. Pair him with safety Kamari Wilson. And then Devin Moore in this class. Wilson already a safety, of course. Moore probably used more as a cornerback. Mitchell chose Florida over Tennessee. And I know this was the one of the first big things that come out of this. <laughs> As I got all kind of messages sent my way, uh, I do not think the commitment of Mitchell is seen as a lack of confidence in getting Jacoby Matthews, the safety out of Louisiana. Florida's still in great shape there. So I don't think this affects that whatsoever. I don't think this means Florida's like, well, all right, we don't feel good about getting Matthews. Let's take the commitment. Right here from Mitchell. No, they like Mitchell. They like Matthews. They want them both. They're going to target both. They're going to recruit both. I don't think the commitment right here of Mitchell affects Matthews in his decision-making either. So if you don't get Matthews, ultimately in the end, I don't think it has anything to do with getting Mitchell here. So there you go. There's your three commits, three recent commits there from the Gators coming off of the first visit weekend, but Mitchell, Kimber, Torrance, Gators making headlines in the recruiting world right here. So good to see, good to see some positive momentum. I never get tired of tweeting, hey, we got to commit. And now the Billy Napier fireworks to go along with it, if you've seen that out there. So, man, a lot of fun, a lot of fun being had right now covering recruiting for, for, for the Gators, and we'll get into it. We'll get into it even more about uh, what kind of what's going on in recruiting based off of visits, visits happening as of today as well. Lots and lots to get into. But before we do, even though fantasy football season is over, you can keep the excitement alive with my bookie's double deposit bonus. Having your initial deposit matched up to 1000 bucks is like playing every game with home field advantage. All you have to do is sign up, Use promo code Gators to get your funds credited to your account instantly so you can start placing bets with my bookie. 
With the NFL playoffs in full swing, there's no shortage of games to choose from at my bookie. And everyone knows that the playoffs equal points. It's the best time of year to hammer the overs with every player out there trying to make big plays. You know the player props are a great way to find an edge as well. My bookie is also home to an exclusive contest that can be used to maximize your winnings and make 2022 your best year yet. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks by using promo code Gators. Place your bets and get ready for the intensity of playoff action. Bet on anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. All right. Big visits happening all over the all over the country. I mean, everybody's making these big visits. Can you get guys on your campus in Florida? Went and got the number one linebacker on their campus. Harold Perkins. Looks like the visit went pretty well with the Texas A&M commit. This one, hopefully, should be going down to the wire here. A couple more weeks, of course, until signing day. But look, Texas A&M, they're also they're, they're fully aware of the legit interest Perkins has in Florida. And look, Perkins uh, goes back. He, he mentioned the approach from the new staff, the investment of the player, uh, investment to the players, facilities, nutrition, housing, name, image, and likeness. Florida's doing all of that. And look, he even said it caught him by surprise. He did not expect what Florida laid out, the plan Florida has for their players. He did not expect that. He was caught by surprise. And I know, I know we all would have loved for him to, to, to shut it down after this visit and commit, but that was never going to happen. So Perkins has the Polynesian Bowl coming up this week. And I talked about visits happening today. That's not stopping. That's not stopping the staff from visiting his family today, in particular his uncle. He was just on campus. But Florida took the jet, took the jet to the state of Texas while they're v- visiting other prospects, but going to go see the Perkins' uncle, while they're visiting other pro- prospects out there. Nice to see this staff with a plan. Nice to see this staff following up, keeping Florida in the conversation, keeping Florida in the forefront. I mean, it's it's refreshing to see <laughs> how this staff, staff is attacking recruiting like this. You know, last week – Guys that you're going to have coming up on visits this coming up week, Jacoby Matthews, Javante Citizen, they go out there and see those guys last week. Now you get them coming up on visits to Florida this week. And now with somebody like Perkins, you had him visit this past week, and you're going to visit his family just a few days later. Refreshing. That's about another you know, <laughs> adjective to describe recruiting right now. It is different. It feels great. It feels good. Now, of course, it's got to go pay off. It's got to go pay off. Ultimately, I think it will. You know, what happens with this transition class, we'll see. I'm not going to judge it too harshly. If a lot of good comes from it, great. I think it's a great inclination of what's to come. If the results don't come right away, it doesn't really scare me at all for what's coming up. You can see the plan in motion. One big surprise, hopefully you guys saw this. If you didn't, that's what we're going to do here too, you know, bring you the news. Sometimes right now, this time of year, it's just news heavy. We have to just get it out there. One big surprise from this past weekend comes from the transfer portal. And why was every Javon Baker, last week he announced he's transferring from Alabama. Well, 
just a couple of days later, his first visit is Gainesville. Surprise. Nobody saw this one coming. Report started coming out on Sunday. Hey, he visited Gainesville this past weekend. Great to see. First visit was to Gainesville, of course. It went very well. Pretty much putting Florida in an, in an early lead for his services right here. While at Bama, Baker caught just nine passes for 116 yards and a touchdown. He's played there two years. Uh, touchdown came during this past season. Now, look, we know that 2020 Bama team very well. Florida played him in the SEC championship game. Ain't no freshman wide receiver in the country. I don't care how good you are playing for that 2020 Bama team as a true freshman with <laughs> what they were rolling with out there. So, yeah, he, him not putting up stats in 2020 all that much, okay. You can you live with that. Uh, but he did not get a lot of playing time in 2021 either, so he's decided to transfer. Former high school teammate of Gators quarterback Carlos Dorio, so there's a little in there. A decision will likely come very soon, and the Gators are in an ideal landing spot, according to his father. The state at wide receiver Caleb Douglas has named Florida his early leader after this after visiting this past weekend. Now I'm interested to see how this one works out. Does this visit of Baker and maybe the possibility of him transferring from Alabama does that play into you know what happens with Douglas? Does the staff want him to wait till Baker decides what he wants to do, or would they take his commitment? Either way, I think we'll see how that one plays out. It'd be interesting to see how it plays out. The three star wide receivers also visiting Oregon coming up. Arliss Boardingham, he had also great, he was an official visitor this past weekend. He also had great things to say about his visit. Uh, and now, really knowing Napier and his staff, uh, he didn't really know him all that well, but he came away very impressed. Keep an eye on this athlete. And I got to mention athlete, just mention what was going on at wide receiver. Could also fit in at tight end, one of the top athletes in the country, 6'4, 220. All the way from California. So, Kerry Colbert involved here because of his previous USC job. And then Boardingham being used as an athlete, wide receiver, tight end mold. So, Colbert checking in on him over the weekend as well while him and his family visits there. So, keep an eye out there, keep an eye out there on Boardingham as well. Can the Florida Gators pull a California kid all the way across the country? And before we wrap up the visit weekend, Florida had one big-time 2023 visitor on campus, five-star edge rusher from Orlando, Malik Bryant. It'll be a while before we know where he's going to end up. That This recruitment will take a little bit. But he comes out of the visit saying, Florida is a definite contender. What we, what's every Gators fan more than likely got at the top of their list when you look at recruiting? Secure the top in-state talent. Late Bryant's on campus this past weekend. New staffs making inroads there. Hopefully, see that's that one. Hopefully, they see that one pay off. But there you go, starting to get some of those big names in the next class on campus as well. So, all right, there you go. There's all the commits. There's the highlights of the visit weekend. Just happened a couple, you know, the last few days for, for Gator Nation, for the Gators. New staff knocking the transfer portal a home run. Let's see how it all finishes up. But like I said, I like the off-campus visits this time of year too and how they're strategizing those of keeping, keeping 
Florida in the forefront, keeping in the mind of the family and the players out there. All right, guys, so let's see just reports now of hires being made for the Gators. Pete Thamel reporting on the Gators coaching staff and how it will fill their remaining spots. So the first one that came out over the weekend, Sean Spencer. He is reported to be the Gators' next defensive line and co-defensive coordinator. Spencer was in line to – no, this was – let's tell you how crazy the coaching carousel is right now too. Spencer was in line to be named co-DC under first-year head coach at Duke, Texas A&M, Mike Elko. He left Texas A&M as defensive coordinator. Now he's head coach at Duke. So great reputation on the defensive side of the ball. He was going to name Sean Spencer his defensive coordinator. Well, Spencer looks to be coming to Gainesville, according to the report. So Spencer just spent this past season in the NFL with the New York Giants, but before that with Penn State. Head coach James Franklin there from 2014 to 2019. He was also previously with Franklin at Vanderbilt from 2011 to 2013. So he has SEC experience as well. In 2019, so here's some of the highlights while Spencer was at Penn State. In 2019, Penn State had 45 sacks, the seventh highest total in the nation, third best in the Big Ten. It was Penn State's fifth consecutive season with at least 40 sacks. The first such streak for the Nittany Lions since team sacks were recorded in 1988. In 2015 and 18, Penn State led the nation in sacks. Meanwhile, his unit also helped the Nittany Lions finish first in the nation last season, which would have been 2020, by allowing 2.6 yards per carry. Went and got an NFL job, now back in college football. And Pete Thamel's reporting will be the next defensive line and co-DC for the Gators. Pair him along with Patrick Tony as co-defensive coordinators. Bringing a lot of chaos. Coach Chaos. Spencer the likes to go by. Also by Pete Thamel, Gators are set to hire and just come out here on Monday. Jay Bateman as the program's inside linebacker coach. He was fired this past season as North Carolina's co-defensive coordinator, but is known as a great recruiter. And look, he'll just handle linebackers at Florida. Or, you know, there with Mike Peterson as well. Uh, so inside linebackers there for Bateman, outside linebackers for Mike Pete. So look, I'm not going to – I'll put this out there on Twitter. I'm not going to pretend to know if Bateman's a, a good hire or not, but I'm not going to hammer him for failing as a – co-defensive coordinator at North Carolina when he's a position coach now, completely different. His recruit list seems like a plus. He was named a top 10 recruiter in the country by 24-7 Sports just a year ago, the last cycle. He was named a top 10 recruiter in the country. And then I had somebody reach out, Gators Breakdown listener and Twitter follower Andrew. He sent me this on Twitter. Had a close friend that played under Jay Bateman at Army. Said he was the best coach he ever had. Bateman is an absolute stud, and guys love playing for him. Friend called him a recruiting savant. It's key to note that he was a co-defensive coordinator at UNC. Mac Brown made the final decisions and limited his ability to execute his complete schemes. He's best at coordinating stunts and twists at the appropriate times. An inside linebacker job for him is perfect to get his feet wet at that level. From my buddy who played with him, I just wanted to share that. 
So there you go. You know, take that for, you know, whatever it's worth to you. But what was shared to me. So now look, I know because of the names out there, not getting Carl Scott, Eric Henderson. Look, I get somewhat disappointment by not getting those guys. But looks like those guys want to stay in the NFL. Once that article from The Athletic came out, it put some pressure out there on those guys. That got leaked way, way, way too early. Should have never been leaked in the first place, of course. So that had somewhat an effect. But put some pressure on those guys. Also let everyone else know what was going on out there. So I'm sure other college teams, NFL teams were checking in on those guys to see if they could get in the sweepstakes for those coaches too. Look, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say <laughs> and say Florida ends up, you know, with what Florida ends up will be better than those two guys. No, of course, those guys would have been home run hires. That's top level, top level additions there with those guys. But what would, what would the reaction be from, you know, the reported hires that are going to be made or whoever it ends up being? What would the reaction be if those other names hadn't even come out? So I doubt the blowback for Spencer and Bateman would be as harsh if Scott and Henderson's name never appeared out there. So look, I, these are good pickups for Florida. A lot of good things are being said about those guys and the staff, the complete staff Billy Napier's putting together. So we'll see. But it does look like, according to Pete Zamel, Florida's coaching staff will be complete with Jay Bateman and Sean Spencer. All right, one more little tid, um, tidbit, uh, not necessarily tidbit, one more little uh, storyline before we go. I know it was put out over the weekend. Kamori Gamble is going to transfer to UCF, you know, going to transfer away from Florida and go to in-state, in-state UCF. 31 catches this past season for Gamble. And look, you got he's gone from the program now, so who does Florida have left at the tight end? Position, Keon Zipperer, Jonathan Odom, Nick Elksness, Gage Wilcox, Tony Livingston. Plenty of numbers there for the Gators, so you'll have to cycle through that just coming up spring. A lot of work for the new staff there at that position. Uh, but, look, if you go back to Louisiana, it's something I wanted to look at. You know, with those numbers there and what Gamble brought to the table in this past year's offense, look, you're not counting 2020's Florida offense for tight end production. <laughs> I mean, Kyle Pitts is what he's doing out there. Come on, that's that's different. We we all know that. So, you know, in Dan Mullins, quote unquote traditional offense, or an offense that's not going to sit there and throw the ball 45 times a game, that's not what we're going to get from Billy Napier, at least to start. So went back, looked at Louisiana tight end numbers, and not really a high number of targets for the tight end position so far in Napier's offense when he's been head coach of Louisiana. This past season, tight end Neil Johnson was fifth on the team with 287 yards. He was good for 22 catches, and that was also fifth highest on the team. Year before, Johnson was also the fifth highest on the team and highest tight end, but with only 13 catches that season. In 2019, tight end Nick Ralston only had 15 catches, and that was sixth highest on the team. And in Napier's first season at Louisiana, the highest catch tight end was Matt Barnes with 16, and that was sixth highest on the team. So looking at the history, you're looking at 15 catch range for tight ends. And 
looking at that, the passing attack for Napier, as I was sitting there kind of looking at the list of where the tight ends were, a couple years, running backs were way up there and catching the balls out of the backfield. So he's going to utilize the running backs out of the back passing game as well. So we'll see what happens. you got better tight ends overall at Florida. You, I mean, Keon Zipperer, of course, I think he can be a, um, a passing game weapon here. But you, Billy Napier is going to like tight ends that block big body tight ends, guys that you know, you're not going to kill the stat sheet and catches, but help block there on the end line and then you get your 15 catches. So not a lot of other tight ends had catches in these years. Go back and they were single-digit catches for most of the tight end, the second tight end. So you look at about if history shows us anything with the tight end position and what Billy Napier showed at Louisiana, you're looking about that 15-catch range for tight ends. So, of course, we know ultimately, and we'll get into this as, like I said, a lot of news right now, so we have to kind of get through the news cycle. But with after that after that part, everything, all the news starts slowing down, we can get in, start getting into the more scheme and you know, Billy Napier's offense and Tony's defense and what we see from there. And we, we already know more of a rush offense there, so not crazy passing statistics anyway. But definitely wanted to bring up with the news gamble with gamble leaving Florida to go to UCF. What does the tight end position? What does it show for Billy Napier? So, fifteen catches around that area. Besides this past year, as I said, tight end Neil Johnson had twenty-two, so a bit more this past season from the tight end position. So, does that transfer over? Are we still looking at that fifteen range? We'll see. We'll see. But. All right, that'll do it. We're caught up on all the news here. See, I don't think the transfer portal is done. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, you go, you have to go look at that and see the names in there. Not completely sure it is done uh, with who's going to leave certain schools and who Florida can bring in. Another visit weekend coming up this weekend, as I said. For the Gators, looks like Trevante Citizen, the running back out of Louisiana, looks like this weekend will be an unofficial visit for him. The official visit for co, co uh, cohort from Louisiana, Jacoby Matthews. Saw that. We talked about him at the safety position earlier this episode, so there you go. Those are the headliners for this coming up weekend. And Look, while we're talking recruiting, it's the hot-button topic, of course, I mean, got to throw a shout-out to the Gator Collective. NIL is going to be huge, going to be big, of course. And the, the link's in the description. NIL is a huge, huge part of recruiting now. Do your part. Do your part if you want. Gator Collective can go a long way in helping these players. If you've been on Twitter and you've heard the Twitter spaces of, like, what uh, the extra – you know, income that they get it get from this helps with making it home for uh, holidays, buying gifts for their family members, being able to eat, being able to have a Thanksgiving meal. I mean, it goes a long way. And these guys, you know, they they, they work for it. They, they are cutting interviews out there for it. So going a long way here, and every recruit out there is taking notice of the NIL game. And the Gator Collective is going a long way 
going a long way in that and help and helping far to get notice for NIL possibility potential. It is paying off in the recruiting world in the new look recruiting world. So the link for the Gator Collective down there in the description if you have interest in joining. All right, so that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. News heavy, recruiting news heavy. Glad Florida's getting out there top-notch transfer portal acquisitions. And it looks like the normal high school recruiting, that arrow is trending up as well. I'm the host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.